So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode nine of season four, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Deontay and Lindsay fight, Chaz follows Brainwin around trying to salvage their relationship, Brittany and Ray have their bachelor and bachelorette parties, Kayla sends Tiffany photographic evidence that she's still banging Kevin, Taylor tells Chance she's pregnant, and Puppy and Amber fight over what loyalty is. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating, and if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, things are going pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's almost October, and it's feeling more like fall to me. Yeah, fall just hit all of a sudden last 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 for us. Last week for us, just all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it's fall now. Fantastic. Right, That's- right. And so we're moving out of wedding season, but, you know, uh, we can still talk about a wedding here. Yeah. We've got Chance and Taylor. So Taylor and Chance are checking out potential wedding venues. Chance wants to have a Chance-made pond for throwing flowers and being able to walk on water. Taylor points out the concerned look of the wedding coordinator as he's explaining all of this. Chance tells us that he has a 750 credit score, so, you know, he's excited to spend a lot of money on this wedding, you know, on credit. Taylor, on the other hand, wants to work out a budget before they start making any major decisions. Chance says that he can always take out a loan with the bank, and Taylor doesn't think that's a good idea because what if something happens? Chance thinks that they shouldn't play the what-if game and to not create problems for tomorrow that don't exist today. Taylor is insistent that, well, something could come up, and a clueless Chance asks, what? Taylor tells him then that she's pregnant. Chance asks how far along she is, and he just really tells us that he wants twin boys. Chance thinks that she's off about something. He thinks this is more of a reason to get married sooner, her being pregnant. And then he then says that they need assets to afford everything. So he brings up that he got pre-approved for a home loan and he went to go look at a house in St. Louis. Taylor says that it's a bad idea, even though Chance says they could use the rent to cover the mortgages for both of the houses. Taylor points out that it's not a guarantee uh, because what if he doesn't get as much as he wants on rent or no one wants to rent it? Chance tells her she's too scared and it's affecting his decisions as well. He says that's why he's afraid to tell her about his business ideas and hides things from her like buying the truck. He thinks her fears will hold them back. Taylor wants to get married after the baby gets here. Chance says he's feeling some kind of way and he's doubting this is what she really wants. Later, the girls are decorating a poster for Bobby coming home. Taylor is excited for Bobby coming home, especially since a lot of things have been happening lately. Taylor and Chance are letting Bobby move back into her old room, which is inside the house, and Chance tells Taylor that he just fears that history will repeat itself and Bobby will start using again. They have a lot to lose, including him going back to prison and the kids possibly getting taken away. They're fixing up the room, and Chance tells her to put on gloves because if there's any trace amounts of fentanyl, then it could be absorbed through her skin. Chance then tries to convince Taylor to get married as soon as possible because his new job has excellent health care and she won't benefit if they're not married. Taylor doesn't want to throw another stressful thing onto the pile. Chance accuses her of being afraid to move forward. He says he's hardworking, ambitious, and loyal. 
He thinks that she's using this as some kind of excuse and there's something that she's hiding. He vows to find out what it is. All right. What do you think that she's hiding? I don't I, I don't know that she's hiding anything except for. I don't I, think so either. I think you're stupid and your ideas all suck. And that's why she's being weird about it. Yeah. Okay. So my thought was, it's like, maybe she's not, you know, hiding anything. But yes, I think she's concerned about marrying his finances. Yeah. So we started talking offline about this. It's like the way he views money, the way he views his finances, the way he views his business ideas. They're just, I don't know. They're awful. He has Mm -hmm. the wrong idea about literally everything. Like, yeah, just like. Oh, well, if we're going to afford this, we need assets. No, assets keep your money from being um, liquid. You can't spend it when it's all when all your money's tied up in a house. And you know what you have to do when you have babies? Actually spend the money, not just have an illiquid asset that's taking up all of your finances. Right. Yeah. And and we can't play the what if game. Like, what do you you have to play the what if game? That's like what's literally called being responsible. Like, that's like. And so just everything he does is just like – and that was – and the, all this was after it was just like, I'll just take out a loan to pay for our four, four to $6,000 wedding. Like what is oh he – what God. is going on here? Yeah. I think he is unrealistic about a lot of things. Like he definitely has an inflated sense of self. Like he seems to think that he can build all these things. Ugh. If the garage has taught us anything is that chance can't build shit. And so it's like, I already can see he'll be like, well, you know, we can rent this out. I can, you know, manage the property. And it's like, no one wants you fixing shit around the house. No. All I could think of is this guy just has ambitions that are beyond his capabilities. And he cannot cannot realize his own limitations. Right. And I know that he's thinking of that and thinking of his wedding thing. And he thinks it's going to look like. Like a like Rihanna's umbrella music video, right? Everybody's <laughs> sure. dancing in the rain and it looks so cool and everybody's like and like but you and I both know what that's gonna look like is a slip and slide down the middle right. of the aisle. That's exactly uh. what I was thinking. I was like, this is gonna be a glorified slip and slide, isn't it? And I don't even want to say glorified, because I bet you he's gonna choose to do it with trash bags because he's like, I want it to be black. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So I was- I'm gonna cut up a bunch of trash bags. Tape them down and dump water on it. He was going to make it out of two by fours. Like, even if you made it well, like, could you imagine a bunch of two by fours going down the middle of your wedding thing with he's caulking them? I don't know. They're not waterproof. I don't. What is he even thinking? And we've seen the garage and we see that the garage is still garbage. Right. Right. Oh, actually, no, I think that was her actual room, which also had me concerned. Like the room isn't in good shape either. Yeah. Nothing's in good shape. He's going to put down, you know, he's going to buy this house and put down the things. And then he's going to do this magical thing where he's going to he's going to rent out a house in a, you know, rather poor part of the country and have that Mm -hmm. pay for two mortgages. Yeah. What is this? What? What? No. That makes like, no sense to me either because you're right. Like, I feel that, you know, I can't remember where they live, somewhere in Missouri, but yeah. you think, like, just because it's St. Louis, that that's going to cover two mortgages? Well, no, it goes the other way. He wants to rent the one in its Ellsbury, right? That's where they live. Oh, right. Yes. Right. He wants to rent, rent the one out in Ellsbury, and that's going to give him enough money to cover the rent for the mortgage for that one plus the mortgage for the one in St. Louis and it's uh, not like I yeah I, I'm, I'm while you were doing the your your 
Summary, I was Zillow. I was, I'm on Zillow. It does not. The, the mortgage in St. Louis is about the same as the rent in Ellsbury that you're going right. to get for it. So, yeah. no, you're not covering two things. Like, that's it's just magical thinking. Yeah. And I feel like he doesn't really want to do the research to find out that he's wrong, because I I think like even he kind of treats Taylor like this. It's like any kind of negativity. He just doesn't want to hear it. He's just like, whatever, I don't need your negative energy. So by him looking up the truth, he'd be like, no, that's negative thinking. I'd rather avoid that. Yeah, like, but it, it, and it is. That's it, It's just magical. Like things are just, because I thought of it, it must work. And it's like, didn't you just get out of jail? Like, I feel right. like you should realize that just because you thought of something or just because you want something doesn't make make it work like that. Like, right. and, and, and we're, I'm literally, I'm, I'm not talking about crazy financial, you know, chicanery that everybody on Wall Street does to make turn, you know, hedge funds into billion dollars. It's just literally, what's the rent? What's the mortgage? <laughs> Is it twice as much? No, it's not. So why would you think they could cover both of it? Like, I don't, I, I don't understand. He's got 750. He's not going to keep his 750 credit for very long if he's no. taken out. Well, because it's going to drop as soon as he takes out this loan for the wedding. Yeah, that's the other thing that I was just like, you're just choosing not to spend your money on like necessities, right? Yes. And I get it. Like having a wedding, it's something that people do. It is something that should be nice, but as nice enough as you can afford. Mm -hmm. And so you have to make those kinds of decisions when money is something that you have to think about, right? There's people who have like stupid money, right? They don't have to think about that. So it's like, if they have money on hand to pay for this extravagant over-the-top wedding, fine. But if you're in a position where you're trying to support almost four kids and you're living in a house that really could afford someone remodeling it, not chance, it's right. like, where where are we prioritizing? Like your way of life or just like a one-day event? Right. And that's not that's, – that's even before the idea of like saving up having just a nest egg, having just money right. saved. You think he's saving any money for retirement? Like, come God, on. no. Like, he doesn't no. have an IRA, right? He just has, well, they, it, and it's just that that kind of attitude that we talked about. And it's not atypical for Americans. It, you know, of course, plenty of people aren't like this. But just mm -hmm. the idea of like, well, I mean, if they're willing to give me money, obviously I have to take it. <laughs> so if I find somebody who's going to give me, but, and, 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 but also, he literally says, well, you're making tomorrow's problems into today's problems or something mm. like that, right? We need to focus yeah. on. Well, you know what taking debt does? It takes your problems for today. Like, yeah. Fixes them and makes them problems for tomorrow. That's I when know. the problem's going to happen. Literally yeah. what it does. Yeah, he's just not someone who is really thinking too far ahead because, I mean, if you brought up the whole idea of retirement, right? Like, yeah. what age do you think you're going to retire? Like, you know, are you working towards that? He'd probably be like, eh, I don't want to worry about that today. And it's just like, he's not as young as Taylor. No, but he also just thinks that, well, obviously, uh, I'm just, I'm going to have my million dollar idea. I have plenty of money to retire when I get there. Sure. Like. I'll have my assets. They'll I'll have start all paying my assets. for themselves. Yeah. And then, then, yeah. then the retirement just pays for itself. What's there to worry about? You just got to spend money to make money, you know? It's right. like spending money to make money can be true, but it also requires a plan with how you're going to turn that first money into more money and not just being like, well, spending money makes money, I guess. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Silly. Silly. So. 
All right. So moving on, let's talk about the other people that are also getting ready for their wedding, and that's Ray and Brittany. So it is time for the respective bachelor and bachelorette parties. And Brittany wants to make sure before they go that Ray behaves himself, especially since she does, he doesn't have that dad approval yet. You know, her worst case scenario for the night is that Ray gets shit-faced, comes home smelling like a stripper. So I don't know <laughs> what, what, where's the line with what he's supposed to do with this stripper. But if he smells <laughs> like her, it's too far and doesn't end up coming back home. So prior to get lo- getting locked up, Ray said that he was a regular. Him and his friends would tear up the strip club and they haven't been doing that at all since he got out. But, you know, he's frustrated that Brittany doesn't trust him to just go have some fun. So then we get to the their parties. Brittany has, you know, the kind of things see, that girls in a, at a table. There's a well-endowed blow-up toy. There's cupcakes. And they ask for what Ray's up to for his party. And Brittany's sister, Natalie, thinks that Ray's trustworthy. They don't have to worry about him. But Brittany also thinks they might have not even gone to the strip club, maybe just a cigar club or something. But then their strippers show up, um, the male strippers at Brittany's party. And then we go to Ray, who is at a hookah bar that, we don't know, maybe it was a cigar bar. We see hookah. Anyway, at his party, Ray is complaining about to the boys about his prenup. And he feels like he did more than enough to earn her trust. And this isn't showing enough loyalty for him. So he kind of jokingly wonders if she's got secret money that she's hiding. And then, oh, yeah, this hookah bar is also a strip club. And the strippers come out. And they leave us hanging because one of them is kind of doing that thing to Ray. Like, oh, you want to lap dance? And he doesn't answer before we come in. Um, So I don't know. I think this just more stage drama like this is not a deal for anybody and they're kind of like pretend like you care if he goes to the strip club Brittany like yeah I was gonna say uh do people really care I, I mean I guess there are people who care if their partner goes to strip club to me it's kind of like looking but not touching it's the same thing as like yeah, watching porn sure. almost right mm-hmm. just like live porn like things not as yeah. x-rated as porn but it's like you know who cares if they're not personally involved in the situation well then where would you go for like lap dances then is a lap dance okay uh out of clothes yeah sure as long as no one's touching anything i think Mm -hmm. i'd be okay with that Mm -hmm. everybody's hand his hands stay down his clothes stays on you're like yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, but i mean i i can see how maybe i have more of a liberal view on that than maybe uh most people but yeah i don't know it's like how much can you really film of deviant things without being illegal right because isn't it a law that you can't touch no no that's usually like club rules now they're there oh, okay and then of course it gets to the point where it's like yeah okay so yeah you i don't know because because at some point you did exchange money for right. a service and that service can't be something <laughs> like it can't right. be sexual, actual sexual favors, because at that point now we've crossed now we've definitely legally crossed the line. Sure, right. Sure. But it could also be like, well, you know, I, I paid he was paying for a dance and I just decided to go farther on my yeah. own volition as a thing. So I don't know what the it seems like a gray area to me. I don't know. It, and we've been through this before. That just doesn't seem like fun. Like to me, like strange person. You know, with my hands down and my clothes on, just like here, it doesn't I don't I don't get the appeal. I really don't. I mean, I feel like there's two types of people: people who really love strip clubs, and then people who just like are like, I don't get it. Yes. Right? I feel like there's not really an in between, 
And so I don't know, is Ray one of those, I love strip clubs, or is it just a, oh, I'm here because I feel like I have to be because it's a bachelor party? I mean, I feel like he definitely at one point was the guy who loved strip clubs, but I don't know that he can do the things at the strip club. He feels the same about doing the things at the strip club now that he has somebody at home, you know? Like, yeah. And, and there's certain things that just, I don't know, it just feels like, yeah, you maybe aren't crossing a line that Brittany wouldn't like, but like, you know, throwing dollars at women and stuff doesn't feel the same when you're like, okay, this is just, a, I'm going back home to my fiance after this and we right, chuck right. dollars at this women rather than kind of feeding into the fantasy that you're like you know the big daddy that all the women want that's kind of what the fantasy is right that's what yeah. you go to the strip club for yeah well i mean we see that britney has a stripper or a dancer at her bachelorette at some point too so it's kind of like yeah i feel like it's all fair like she can't get mad at ray he can't get really mad at her you know mm-hmm. whatever as long as things don't cross the line. Yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely think there's a hugely different vibe between men and women strip clubs. And mm-hmm. men kind of have that like the it's like that feeling of power. Like, oh, I'm the I'm I'm the guy. And they girls is just way more silly. Like it's way more playful, right? With the with the guys and the the yeah, the like I said, the very well endowed blow up toy they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I think uh, mostly for women, it's because it's a pretty good chance that the stripper is probably gay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's so true. So it's like, do you really think you have a chance with this stripper? No. But I don't I, – I, but yeah, I, I I think it's more of that thing like it's, it's oh, we're all going to see this and be embarrassed and like giggle about it and like have, have fun with it but not like – you know, even if even if it wasn't the case, even if you were like, wow, I'm positive that this stripper is 100 percent not gay. Right. He's <laughs> totally straight. I still don't think most women are going to be like, wouldn't it be cool if I actually slept with him? I think they're, yeah, that's not no. that's no, that's not the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think start talking about sex work. Let's move on to Chaz and Branwyn. So Branwyn is agitated that Chaz has been talking to Tawny. So as soon as he shows up to meet with her and her friend Jessica and presents her with some flowers, she tells him to give them to Tawny instead. He attempts to look confused by the comment and then denies talking to her. And Branwyn tells him to get the fuck out of there. And he is quick to turn around and comply. He then leaves and takes a smoke break and says that he just wants this to work and says that his whole life has been a failure. I'm guessing of relationships. Mm -hmm. He says that he would never do this to her. Uh, Her friend, Jessica, her friend, Jessica, that she uh, just needs to says that she just needs to end it with him. Branwyn isn't sure and is venting as Chad comes creeping around the corner. He just immediately says he's sorry. And Branwyn says that he can keep talking to other women. It just doesn't matter. Branwyn doesn't want to hear it and says she's done as she walks away. Branwyn says that she could barely handle the jealousy and the neediness, but now she's making it out that Chaz just keeps talking to other women. Branwyn tells us that her friend is trying to prostitute, but she was banned from her account. So Branwyn, the only reason why she had an account was because she was posting for a friend. The producer then asks her why her pictures are on the profile then, and Branwyn has no answer for that. Chaz keeps following Branwyn, saying that he just wants to talk, and Branwyn is insistent that she doesn't want to talk as she keeps running away from him. 
Chaz thinks that Branwen got a little too defensive, and now he's wondering if Tawny was right. He said he hasn't felt this lonely ever in his life. All right, so do you think that Branwen really is just having this page up for a friend? Oh, everybody who was arrested with weed just got arrested because they were holding it with a friend, holding right. it for a friend too, right? That was that's yeah. always that's always what you hear, right? It wasn't even mine. I was just holding it for a friend. No, this is not her friend's page. That's bullshit. Yeah, like it's hers. If she was, then she would have taken her pictures down because. Like, because even if it was right, you're, you're, even if you were above board setting it up with your for your friend, right? Yeah. You don't want your friend to be in a situation where she connects with someone, right? And basically catfished. It's cat. You you give it. You've been catfished. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that the explanation didn't make any sense to me. The producer was like asking because they knew how suspicious it sounded. Yeah. It's just like I wish these people wouldn't lie to us when it's like. Do you really think that people couldn't find out, you know, or that you, you that everyone would actually believe you and side with you over Chaz? Because she's definitely trying to make it seem like she did nothing wrong, that this is Chaz's oh, fault. Oh, no. She, How yes. dare he talk to another woman and even her enemy now? And it's just like she's trying to make it out like he's trying to actually have a relationship with Tani. And it's like that is not the case. Right. Which is. Chaz needs to grow a spine, too, because he yeah. he literally apologized for talking to her. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to apologize because she's telling me you're doing shit. Like, yeah. that's what I'm talking to her about. I'm above board. I'm telling you right now, I've been talking to her. You're not telling me what you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's where it needs to go because he totally let her control the whole conversation of be like, oh, sure. no, you're the one who's this shithead. You're the one who should be mad at, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And it, but it's something that liars do all the time. Oh, sure. Turn if you catch a liar and a lie, they turn it around yeah. on you and they'll find a reason to be mad at you and why you are doing this and you, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to stay here and listen to your shit anymore and then leave. And then all, and all your, your left hold the bag be like, wait, I had the upper hand. What? How yeah. They need the ones stormed off in anger at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I've just seen it so many times. I've seen this so many, so many times that it's just like, yeah, I know that's a liar. That is a liar right there. That is how they respond. Yeah. Yeah. I... I kind of feel bad for Chaz, but I don't because it's it definitely seems like he's attracted to a certain type of woman. And I'm not saying inmate because I think this is his first inmate, but, Mm -hmm. you know, someone who has kind of this uh, I don't want to even assume that they have past trauma, but this is not his first addict that he has dealt with, you know, and it just seems like. Someone who has addiction issues is probably struggling with other emotional past things as well. And it's like, I don't really understand why he keeps on going for this kind of woman when he should have learned his lesson by now that there's a lot that goes along with having to maintain a relationship with someone like that. Yeah, I just I I get the impression that he is really in the idea of someone who needs him. Yeah. Right. And so that's the kind of by the time you're his age, right, by the time you're in your 40s, 50s or whatever, if there's a woman around that like needs you to do things for them, that's a that's actually a red flag. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like you're meeting an age appropriate woman who's been single or, you know, even not single, who's either been single or divorced that can't take care of herself like there's right. probably something else going on yeah and um if they need you to take care of them then that this is the kind of person you're going to attract even if they but then it, you can see it's that same pattern 
that becomes smothering when you're just like, well, let me take care of you. Let me take care of you. Let me take care of you all the time. That mother birding is like, turns into a, it, it seems sweet at first. And especially when there's some distance, like when you're mm-hmm. in prison and, or you're in a long distance relationship and it seems like, well, let me, I'm helping you out. I'm a sweet guy. And then when it's there and in your face the whole time, it's, it turns into a big turnoff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with Jessica. She just needs to let it go because it's like, I don't know. Has she even shown him a little bit of love since she's been out of prison? Other the, than I, pity sex that the one, one time. Yeah, the one time they yeah. did that. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. No. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say since she's been out of prison because she she seemed to be like when they got married. Yeah. Right. That, that that like right when she got released at that very first that first meeting mm-hmm. seemed okay since he left and went to kentucky and then came back no nothing right nothing yeah and i think it's because she realized like you know she has a life outside of him but mm-hmm. also i'm gonna throw it out there like i also think like when he was gone she probably started using yeah no i think she did i, I think that's what the whole point of you know Trying to, it's one of those things that's just so gross because she does need to, she does need to put a separation between the people she was with her last life. She can't be around users if she if she wants to avoid using. Right, and you just can't. And yeah. and, but it is shitty of him to come in, and that's like abuser behavior. Is well, I need to cut you off from everybody you had a relationship before with right. before in order for this to work. And so like it's not there's no good answer here, other than them not being together. Well. But it's not good. That, and that's not good for her. We know that where that leads for her. Like we, right. we and, and so, you know, yeah, they should have never been together in the first place, I guess. Sure. But, all right. Let's go back for another. Let's go to another relationship with similar vibes. And that's Lindsay and Deontay. Mm. So we see Lindsay and Blaine who seem to be checking out and working on, I don't know if it's a storefront or if he just does like renovation and drywall for things, but they seem to be in a storefront. Um, and, they're hanging some drywall and she says she makes $10 an hour to do it, which is way below what she was making dealing drugs. So she gets a call and Blaine correctly guesses that it's Deontay who is only 30 minutes out for his, um, out of this, you know, because he's coming back to Mississippi. So she isn't really feeling what's going on in this relationship because it feels like Deontay is being too much of a parent. Um, <laughs> like and like lecturing her about the lack of communication. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it, which is not too bad. You don't call your mom enough is what this was, but <laughs> your boyfriend. And it's making her feel smothered. So Blaine tries to cheer her up by sitting next to her and, you know, putting his hand really close to her boob. But then also spilling his heart about how he has feelings for her and then goes in for the kiss, which she kind of like dodges and gets away onto her forehead. And then we they show us a shot. I don't think he was actually there, but. Just a hilarious shot of switching to that to Deontay in the distance, like look, peering, peeking through the window with Creeper his hands. style. <laughs> Creeper style, exactly. So they also get the commercial segment again. And I think it was the same one as last week. Like mm. talking about how much he calls her over and over again until she answers oh, the phone. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So anyway, now that according to Blaine, the cat is out of the hat. Deontay yeah. is isn't really surprised and he's feeling a little redeemed for being jealous of Blaine as Lindsay comes out and get the car, gets him a car. So she's acting a little withdrawn and Deontay starts to beat around the bush about what's wrong. She says that she's having a lot of issues juggling different things, which she didn't have to do in prison. You had way too much time to juggle the very few things that you had to deal with. So mainly, though, 
the hardest thing for her to juggle is texting Deontay all the time, which he gets upset about her not responding. And she's like, listen, if I get pulled over texting while driving, I'm going back to prison. So he is frustrated, though, and he feels like she never has time to text or talk him, talk to him. But she has plenty of time to, like, hang out with Blaine and be in Blaine's house and work with Blaine. Hell, and he thinks it's disrespectful. He says if it was him, he'd sleep in a truck bed outside in the driveway before shacking up with some other dude out of respect for his partner. So Lindsay's getting frustrated, though, because all the alternatives that he mentions, like places she could stay, she's already told him are not options. And, you know, he should have all this figured out by the time you're on inmate number three. So he thinks that any other man, any other man would have walked away by now, which you'd think he'd take as a hint. I know, right? (laughs) But instead. Not a challenge. (laughs) Yeah, a hint and not a challenge. Exactly. But instead, he's going to double down and make demands that she has to talk to him more. So eventually she gets tired of hearing his shit and jumps out of the car at a stoplight just to sit in the nearest chair and like lean back and make that like John Wall face where her head just lays back and her mouth goes open. So she gets out. He gets out and starts to talk to her. And she she's like, listen, I'm not happy. So he thinks this is the best time for him to give her the gift that he brought this time, which is a picture frame with a bunch of pictures of her and Miley and all of the letters she sent from prison. So these do cheer her up a little bit. So Deontay gets a little bit more hope, but she doesn't. And then it kind of feels like she breaks up with him. Like, I I can't tell what was happening because she was like, she doesn't want to hurt him. But I feel like we tried it and it didn't work. Yeah. And and, uh, he corrects her and says, no, I tried. You didn't. And then they get pissed and start yelling at each other about who did, did not try. And when, you know. It comes up again. He just keeps bringing up this. You don't respect me because you're living with Blaine. He storms off again. So she's gone. He randomly flips over a table and at the cafe and is just ranting about like disrespect for me. Disrespect. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So, um, geez, is there anybody that Deontay would not run off with with the, with these tactics? Um. I don't know. Did we kind of profile someone last week about who Deontay would be good with? I can't remember. Oh. Did we? We I, talked about it a little bit, but it was like somebody who has to be. But we, 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 he needs an anxious attacher who always wants to check he in. Does. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, he needs someone who needs constant affirmation, just like him. Um, I think that maybe someone who isn't so headstrong, a little bit more agreeable and easygoing. But I think he does like this element of like sassy, independent, you know, and it's like, well, you know what goes along with sassy, independent, like they're not going to be the ones who want to be told what to do that are you know, less likely to consider your feelings if you're upset about something, if it's in conflict of what they want. Right. And they're going to be a little stubborn. Like you get those go together, right? Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, I mean, the profile of someone you would get along with is not these women. Yeah. I mean, and so I also, I don't, I don't quite know what to make of his his demand of like how how did you feel about the the living situation right like i don't know it it just seems to me like i've known i've known opposite gendered roommates all the time who don't hook up so it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me right um i don't know i mean 
it seems like she hasn't really gone through as many options that are going to kind of satisfy him. Um, I think if she had said, well, I tried this person, I tried this, I tried this, I tried this, I tried this. Um, you know, I honestly, I think there's some element of there weren't a lot of options and some mm-hmm. element of that is her preferred of the options that she had. So right. I do think it is a combination of them. So because I know Deontay was throwing around like, well, I could have paid your rent. I could have put you up in a hotel. But I, I think what she was trying to get at with that whole thing was that she can't stay at a hotel. It actually has to be a residence. It has to be a residence. Yeah. Right. And so, I, I mean, I feel like if he's just going to throw money at the situation, there were alternative options. I don't she even just know. didn't want to take them. I don't even know. I think it might have. I think it almost I think it might have to be a residence that you're not the primary occupant of. Like, I think there has to be somebody who previously stays there. Like they all parole mm-hmm. with somebody. Yeah. Right? I've never seen anybody who's like, well, I paroled and I rented this apartment. That's not a thing anybody ever does. Uh, I feel like we had one. Who was the uh, good looking one uh, from Chicago? Good looking one. A- Josh, I want to say he was the ex drug dealer, and he had that crazy Heather. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but they were with his grandma, and then oh, she like right. went, uh, then she went all crazy, and then they had yes. to, like they stayed in a hotel for a night or whatever. But it was with his grandma. Okay, because I was gonna say he, but then his parole must have not been very long because when they did the catch up with him, uh, you know, the little clips, he was living by himself. Yeah. And well, and that, that's the difference, too. We're talking about different states, different yeah. things. Not everybody's on this 30 year parole oh, that God, we, have know, it, right? we have from that's Amber insane. and Puppy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, so I just I, yeah. And I think and of course, Mississippi, I just, you know, in general, I feel like maybe it's, you know, just because of the politics of them. I feel like a lot of southern states are probably going to be more harsh in terms yeah. of punishment and parole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, than some of the more you know, the Northern or Midwestern or Western states. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be surprised me to find that like Mississippi has some of the more draconian like parole requirements too. Um, But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just, it's so, and, but the other thing too, is it doesn't seem like they were far enough and deep enough into this relationship that he had a say with who you live with. No, right, not at all. Especially if you can't offer or provide real alternative solutions yeah yeah it's like i i I don't know where in a relationship i would have to be where i would be comfortable being like i think you should move out with that not necessarily move in with me but Mm -hmm. i don't like who you're living with they need to leave you need to be somewhere else that's a mm. and that's a weird part of the relationship to be that deep in but not so deep in that you want to live with them you know i think you should move in with me I think they're, they should definitely be at the point of their relationship where Deontay should be able to express how he feels about it. But I think the reason why he keeps on bringing it up is because Lindsay is just so stubborn about reassuring him. Mm, yeah. You know, she doesn't say, like, like, I understand I your feelings. Yeah. You know, um, I'm really sorry. This is the only situation. Like, there's nothing going on between us. Instead, she's just like... Uh, well, there's nothing else I can do about it. Yeah, and she and well, she and she's like, I already told you what the situation is. I'm tired of talking about it. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, and he just he, he is looking. But I mean, I don't know. It just I felt kind of bad for Lindsay because just and that makes me the whole thing makes me feel bad for women in general, mm. having not been one. Like 
I just feel like it's really hard to have an uh, opposite gendered friend that you're not just like waiting for the other shoe to drop and be like, all right, when is this person just going to tell me that they've always been in love with me and they were actually only my friend to hook up? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I-, I have plenty of guy friends who have never professed their, you know, <laughs> historic love for me. So, I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to, as we were talking about some other crazy uh, parole situations, uh, it's Puppy and Amber. So at Amber's house, her boyfriend, TC, shows up with his two sons. It's the first time she's meeting the kids. Queen then shows up, and she finally gets to meet the boyfriend, TC. Later, it's a whole party, and Puppy and Eric show up. Amber tries to give Eric a hug, asking if he's still mad at her. He claims he was never really mad at her. As Amber is outside talking with TC's son, Heather, Eric's ex, texts him to tell him that Amber reached out to her. So Eric is with Puppy, so Puppy immediately turns to Queen and wonders why Amber is texting with, as she puts it, her enemy. Puppy is confused why Amber would need anything from Heather. Amber walks back into the house and Puppy immediately confronts her. Amber tells her that she tried to Facebook call her, but Heather didn't answer, so she didn't actually talk to her. And Puppy asks, why? Why does it matter? Amber was just trying to get to the bottom of the divorce because she's just trying to get answers for Puppy because she cares about her. Puppy and Amber start yelling at each other. and They look like they're going to wrestle as Eric looks on kind of bored. And another man is the one who actually tries to pull Amber away. Amber grabs at Puppy's throat as the guys pull her off. Puppy says Amber isn't her friend because she would never have called her enemy. She regrets coming over and bringing Eric, and all he says is, told ya. <laughs> Puppy says that even though her face isn't pregnant, that's no excuse to try choke her out under the circumstances. Amber says she's over trying to be Puppy's friend if she's going to be so stubborn. TC's kids were at the house when this chaos happened, so after Amber is a little bit more calm, TC says he's leaving with the kids. He tells us that he's not going to bring his family or his kids around this nonsense, and then he says he's over it. Amber is disappointed in herself for making a terrible first impression. She thinks she may have messed things up with TC. Eric, meanwhile, tells Puppy that she should just chill over Amber and thinks that Amber is a snake. Puppy says that even though Amber is a bad guy, that doesn't change her situation with Eric. He then shows her a notice that he was served divorce papers. Even though his ex, Heather, was the one that served him, the divorce process has actually begun. Puppy asks him why he didn't file, so she doesn't actually know if Eric wants to be divorced or if he's actually over her. Later, TC and Amber talk, and he says that he can't deal with the yelling because that's how it was with his ex. Amber says that it's out of her character, but he says that his mind is made up and he's done with the puppy and Eric stuff. Yeah. (laughs) He suggests that she create distance with puppy and Eric. So yeah, they're definitely, we're trying to tease that TC was breaking up with Amber, but that is not the case. TC just doesn't want puppy and Eric around because he doesn't want Amber to go crazy on him again. Mm -hmm. All right. So what do you think of this whole situation? Like it was basically down to puppy and Amber, both claiming that the other wasn't being loyal. Uh, puppy because she can't imagine why Amber would try reach out to her enemy and Amber because, you know, she was trying to get to the bottom of things for the sake of puppy, not for her own sake. So who yeah. do you think was being more or less loyal? <sighs> Loyalty is a weird 
frame to put around it that I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily think of because I feel like Amber was trying to act in Puppy's best interest. She just mm-hmm. did it. She just way overstepped her bounds. Yeah. Like that is not your lane. Like, yeah. And I had to like, I literally had to like think about it. I had to like think about it in terms of, wait, who is this person to Amber? And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, so imagine my friend. Okay. I have a friend. Their partner. Yes. Has a, 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 a their partner's ex. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, and I would be calling my friend's partner's ex. That's, yeah, that's bonkers. That's not A degree too far. <laughs> that is a degree too far. Yeah. Yes. And so it's weird of her to be calling her. But the thing was, is I thought, I thought Puppy knew. I thought Puppy was there when she like reached out and was like, oh, I'm going to get in touch with her. Right. Yeah. Because the only reason she wanted to get in touch with her was to be like, um, I just want you to know that your like husband is engaged to somebody else. Right. 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 Like that's all she wanted to do. Just be like, I don't even know if this woman even knows about you. Right. Yeah. So she probably should. At this point, you're pregnant. You're engaged. Like she should know you exist. So let me make sure she does. And I, I don't which is what's confusing to me because that seems pretty obvious. And I don't mm. know what did, did did puppy think they were get Heather and Amber were going to team up and make a super friend group to cast her aside. I don't understand what you're you're consorting with my enemy. I didn't yeah. understand that framing at all. That was so weird to me, too, when she kept on referring to her as her enemy. Why is she her enemy other than the fact that that's Eric's ex? And that's really not on her at all. She did nothing against Puppy. You know, it's like, so she dated the guy before, you know? So it's like, how does that make her your enemy? Because she won't grant Eric the divorce that he hasn't even tried to file? Yeah, which and then she did. So there's a decent chance she filed the divorce because Amber yeah. told her <laughs> I was thinking that too. She had somebody else pregnant. Yeah. Like, so it ended up getting what she wanted out of it. But it's like, I don't know, my focus on as the as, you know, my putting my dad glasses on, my my focus was on like TC and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god." I know, like, right? And I just that was because I was, and I, you know, was sitting there. I was like, I had it on with, with, with you know, my partner right there, and I was like, if you did that, we would break up the next day. Like there right. would be no question, no question. I would be done yeah, immediately. That's insane, yeah. And I feel bad because I don't necessarily agree with Amber. That's not who she is. I think that's not who she wants to be, and she's always trying to fight. Sure. That kind sure. of whatever. Uh, I, it just yeah. That's, that's the kind of thing. It's like I cannot bring my kids into a situation where that's even a possibility. Right. So no, right. that's that's off the table now. Yeah. And yeah. So, and and so I totally get where TC is coming from. And mm-hmm. I guess I guess he was like, okay, well, the only time I've ever seen you act like that is this one time with this one person. So that person can't be around anymore. Yeah. And then we'll then we'll see where it goes from there. But, but yeah. Yeah, that was, that was I, at first, when it first happened, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, where are the kids? That was the first yeah. thing. I was like, did the kids leave? Oh, the kids are in the other room. That's not cool because she definitely wanted to make a good impression. You could tell she was really trying. to. She even like said to them at one point to the kids, I'm going to be your new best friend. Mm-hmm. She cared about them liking her. So to completely throw that out the window to choke a pregnant puppy i was like what is happening right now yeah and i did think it was funny you were noticing that it was not eric that broke up the fight it was somebody else because eric eric is sitting there was like 
it is in my best interest for this to go as badly as possible. Like the worst this goes Eric for this, this is like, better for me. Protect your pregnant girlfriend. What are you doing? But no, not if he's if he's thinking, you know, selfishly and self centeredly. That's what he was thinking. The worse this goes, the better it is for me. It kind of was too. Yeah. Yeah, because he's trying to get rid of Amber. He's trying to get he her wants, out. Yeah, of the he wants Amber gone. He's like, if they get into a huge blow, the worst fight they get into, the more likely Amber's gone, and I don't have no. to worry about this anymore. Ugh, idiot. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Last up is Kevin and Tiffany. So, who boy, after their Tinder date, looking for their unicorn, Kevin drops off Tiffany at work. So, of course, Kayla is still following them, is debating whether or not she should just roll up on Tiffany and let her know that Kevin is, you know, still with her. But Kevin knows Kayla enough to know that, yeah, she's totally here and is going to pop up on her at work. So, I'm going to go cut you off at the pass and we'll talk instead. So, Kayla cusses him out for a while and eventually she gets in the car so they can look less like idiots. Mm. So, he tries to calm her down and doesn't understand why. Just relax. Just relax. So, he tries... The only thing he knows how to do to calm her down and starts making out with her. Oh, God. So he tells us he tells us that he kind of wants both of these women and doesn't doesn't know what he wants to do at all. So but now since Kayla is the one that's available, she's the one that's coming back to his house and there's some wine and he hops into the shower and that gives Kayla the opportunity to pick up his phone and do some snooping. Um, and in addition to a little bit of snooping, she'll notice, oh, look at that. Tiffany is the first name in the messages queue and then sends her a video. So Kayla gets um, the great idea, sending her a video um, that shows Kevin in the shower, shows that she's there, says a bunch of stuff about what she's going to do and how how things are going and that Tiffany should just stay away from her man. So then we flip over to Tiffany receiving the message and now she tells us that she's thankful. Thanks, Kayla, because now I know I can be done with Ke- with Kevin for good. What are the chances she's actually done with Kevin for good? I, You know, I was just thinking this. I was like, I don't think she's done for good. It's like, I don't know if it's that she genuinely likes this guy that much or she just has nothing else going on. And so she just keeps on coming back. But I don't think she actually wants to. I don't know. It just seems so weird to me. She doesn't want to be in this situation. No, I mean, clearly Kayla cares about winning. Yes. Right? Yeah. I want to win. I'm going to beat her. I'm going to get him. I don't think Tiffany doesn't say much about Kayla at all. She's not like, uh uh, he's mine. Kayla's nothing. That bitch is nothing. I don't care. I'm going to get better. She's like, okay, fine, have him. And then I think she gets either bored. Yes. Or desperate or nothing else. And she's like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I feel like she back. circles back and she's like, well, I looked around. There isn't anyone available right now. So I'll settle and deal with this bullshit until the next thing happens. And I'll go. I'll do a lap and see if I can find someone else. Right. Yeah. Because I definitely think that's what she was doing when she walked out the door, uh, you know, when she found the panties. It's like I thought for sure that girl would be gone for good. Right. Especially right. because he didn't even bother to try to defend himself like in a I don't want to say a legitimate way, but like in a way that was believable. Right. He's like, no, those were old. Well, then why were they sitting on the top? You know, so it was just like he wasn't. Even they must giving, have been yours. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I would know my size. Right. So it's just like he wasn't giving any kind of realistic explanation for it. So she she knew it was up. And so she left. And I thought, oh, this is the last we've seen of her. And then it's like, 
show-wise, it made it seem like it was like a day later she comes back. And it's just like, well, I feel like she really did just kind of like circle back. Like, who else can I stay with? Because that's the other thing, too. She's living with him. So it's like, does she have another housing opportunity? Because if not, I can also see why that's motivating her to stick around. Totally. Totally. Because, yeah. I mean, this one made it definitely look like it was... They slept in the house that night. They went mm-hmm. on the date. They went straight from the date to work. Yeah. And then Kayla was there and he went home with her. Yeah. Like immediately. Like, and it's, I don't know. It's just, it, it's just so, oh, I don't know why she still thinks there's things going on. Make out with her. I was like, I think I have an idea, Kevin. I right. think I might know why she thinks things are still going on. I don't understand why he is on this show. I don't get it. You mean it get like it money? because, yeah, be, like he's, he's not going to be for status. Yeah, because he's, it's like you're choosing to be on the show and you're a cheater. It's like it seems like if you want to be on the DL and be a cheater, being on a reality show, any reality show is like the worst thing you could do because the truth is going to come out. Well, especially the show where he lets them like he's not even trying to trick them. He just openly in front of the cameras makes out with both women. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, that is like, because, yeah, you think the next person that cooks up with you is like, I know exactly what you're capable of. Right. Like, like I don't I don't get this at all. Um, yeah. I also don't think I remember them ever saying that he's also an ex-con. Oh, I don't I don't know if we may. I don't know. It's been a while since I they introduced like I him. I didn't so. remember that at all. I was like, oh, OK. That explains a little bit more, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just, I keep forgetting that he has like a son too, like a teenage son that is just seeing all of this. I know. And subjected to some of it because he was there when Tiffany had her. Oh, yeah. When she popped up on, on, on with mom there who was like, oh, you're not going to introduce me. Right. Okay. I am confused. Um, So we saw like the ending of the date again, but it was like a different edit. Because last week we got the end of the date with uh, Tracy and the, uh, we got Tiffany saying, oh, good. I'm glad you were wearing that patch. She was a little weird. I don't want her to squish your balls. Remember? Mm-hmm. And then this week it was just kind of like, oh, she was really great. Like, you know, oh, it was really great, like meeting her. And it was just like, wait a second. Last week. You're right. Last you week know, she was definitely like I wasn't into her. And yeah, yeah it was. And then yes, this week it was like they showed it. Almost all over again, but with a different edit. It was very odd. Yeah, that is a little weird. I don't think I noticed that. I just I just assumed it was like, oh, we didn't like her. Maybe this is like, maybe she's like, I liked her personality wise and she was fine to talk to, but I'm afraid of her in bed. We can't do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But either way, I think it also goes to show you how the same incident could be uh, edited different oh, ways totally. and different perspectives. Sure. Yeah. Because it's not like they went on two different dates. This was the same date. Same date. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we didn't hear from Sarah and Sean. We're kind of making the assumption that their storylines wrapped up. I mean, unless we get Destiny. We'll probably get birth. like a last minute check in. Maybe, maybe Destiny getting birth. Yeah. Yeah. Another, hey, this is, I assume we'll get a title card at least. Yeah. Oh, and maybe even if Sarah's given birth, we might get. Sure. Something on that, too. And then uh, Brittany and Marceline, I'm pretty sure we haven't wrapped up with them. No, but I feel like they're going to be like 
a big explosive whatever i feel like whenever we see their big explosive fight that's going to be that's the second to last episode because then they have a wind down episode and that's it yeah all right so uh who was your student of the week i mean i don't know i always trouble always hard i'll give it to Lindsay this week just because a i never give it to her Mm -hmm. and i thought she was like being more or less reasonable with deontay being a crazy person and like like she has Reasonable expectations, I guess. I don't know. It's just I mainly for not being like, I don't know how she didn't like we've seen where she can get where she gets mad at somebody and Kirk's out and she didn't do that. So growth. Yes. Yes. Growth. Uh, I gave it to Taylor because she could have like hid that she was uh, that she wasn't or that she was pregnant, but she didn't. And so hopefully she was trying to. Keep chance level-headed. I mean, it's not her fault. He's an idiot. So, you know, good good on her for trying. Yeah. Um, so going with that, chance is my dunce. Yeah. Just for stupid, like the worst. Don't take it. Fan- every, fin- every financial thing he says to do, just do the opposite. opposite like sure. it, Just do the opposite of what he does. Just yeah. awful, awful planning. Yeah. Um, I actually gave my dunce to Puppy. Like, okay. you know, it's just fighting in front of the you know children she wants to make a good impression on that she wants mm-hmm. to hopefully be a mother figure to at some well, point well you mean you mean amber then oh amber sorry yes i meant amber yes yeah amber mm-hmm. and then for choking out a pregnant person like come on like <laughs> yeah. that is way off limits so yeah amber she's my dunce all right what about your life lesson all right so it's it's twofold it definitely goes for I mean, it's directed directly at Kevin. Um, if you have a crazy ex, especially one that you're hooking up with, oh god, bring the phone into the sh- into the bathroom with you and make sure she doesn't know the password. Oh yeah, like, right. Like how does she know the password? Is like that's Jesus. Every time she leaves my house, I'm changing my phone's password. Oh like, my that's, gosh, like, it's Face ID. That should be the only thing. Yes, Face ID. Yeah, like some really cryptic password I, or I. And that was funny because I was like, I don't even know that he had it like locked. I think it was just swipe. Okay, here we go. <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? I know, right? Okay. Uh, my life lesson was for Deontay and Lindsay. Um, Deontay especially. Like, I feel like uh, their argument started definitely breaking down pretty rapidly. And it was very difficult to really understand exactly what Deontay was upset about singularly. Now, I kind of feel like I got what he was upset about overall, but that's not what he was talking about. He brought up several things. And Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just, you know, if you want one person to uh, understand and follow along, you got to pick just one thing to fight about because you're not going to understand. I don't think Lindsay walked away from that conversation knowing exactly why Deontay was mad. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've been guilty of it myself. I know mm-hmm. when I get mad, I just start, you just start fire hosing everything that upsets right. you. And they're not even, That's they're not even complete. You. Yeah, sure. They're not even complete thoughts. Yeah. Like, and like, and just like, and if you follow along, as you said, you're like, you didn't make any complete sentences there. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, it's all under the umbrella of he feels like she doesn't care. Right. But instead it comes out as, you know, you're shacking up with a dude. You don't answer my calls. You don't make time for me. You uh, are really distant. It's like, well, pick one thing. 
Right. Or at yeah. least bundle them together and have an argument. Like, yeah, that's here's I, I, fe- I feel like you're becoming this uh, involved right. in this relationship. Here is the evidence that I have for that. Sure. Sure. Like, this is my issue. Right. But yeah, but it was difficult because Lindsay kept on attacking like, you know, well, I should say defending the individual incidents. And so the that's part of the reason why this argument didn't progress anywhere, because as soon as she would defend one thing, he would come at her with something else. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. All right. So we kind of talked about it. We have no idea when the end of this season's happening because uh, we haven't gotten any hints. We don't know when the next Love After Lockup season is going to start. So uh, we think we at least have a couple more episodes, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. They usually I feel like I usually get a, a teaser like. The last episode before right. the finale, right? Yeah. Before we, before we get it. And I, I don't yeah. think I've heard them say that yet. So Right. So we know I have a probably couple episodes three. Yeah. 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 Three or four, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be back same time next week. All right. See everybody All right, then. Until then. Bye. Okay. Bye.